do this it's uh so i guess i guess the way we start is if i can remember correctly it's we say welcome to this episode of print run uh my name is eric kane and i think you guys know who is with me as always um but it has been a little while since uh she has been with us and it has been a i know for everyone who has followed this show and I know, at least for me personally, it's been sort of a long winter. Um, we haven't been recording. Uh, we've been off for reasons both political and circumstantial and also, you know, personal, right? Like it's been kind of a, it's just been a really difficult stretch to record, which sort of makes a day like today when we're back to it feel, makes it feel even better. And I just know even sitting here, like I didn't know how it was going to feel, if I was going to feel nervous or whatever, but like... I mostly just feel like I'm back home, you know, like it just feels good. And so I am overjoyed to tell you people that with me, as always, is Laura Zatz. Say hello at long last, Laura. Hello, Laura. Man, it's good to be back. (laughs) Um, What? It's early or it's middle of the month of February. Um, We haven't recorded since November. (laughs) Man, it's good to be back. And I am, you know, I... I want to say, like, my impulse is to be like, we're sorry we were away, but I'm not actually that sorry. I'm more, and we're going to talk about the gap, and we're going to talk about kind of what, how the time away from the show got us thinking and all this kind of stuff here in a little bit today. I mean, is there, I mean, I know the next part I'm supposed to say is, like, give us the basic rundown. Is there one? I mean, I feel like mostly today it's just, like, let's just everybody get back in touch a little bit, you know? And I know that feels really good for me. Um, and so maybe the place to start is just like, welcome back, Laura. I mean, Thank apart you. from being back on the show, you and I have been, you know, we've been in touch, obviously, but like we haven't really worked much together these last few months yeah. just because. I was, in fact, not working right, at all exactly. for the last month. Exactly. So, like, this is sort <laughs> of the first, this month has sort of been the return to our standard processes and that very joyfully includes print run which makes me very happy i know it i hope it's going to make the people who have kind of stuck with this show very happy and we're very excited to get back into it get into a normal recording schedule and all that stuff and i just want to like like how you doing (laughs) um (laughs) like you're back we're back let's check in a minute you're feeling all right yeah i'm i'm feeling good for those of you who like don't hang out with me on Twitter. Um, A little explanation. So my dad was diagnosed with a terminal cancer about a year ago. And um, over that year, I have sort of taken over the position of like primary caregiver um, and then was very, very focused on that through the last weeks of his life, which took... um, which were December and the very beginning of January. And then, you know, now I'm the executor of his estate, uh, which is a mess. So (laughs) I'm sorry if anybody listening has ever had to deal with that because it's some bullshit. Um, But yeah, I just, I, I took a leave, you know, I, 
it was important to me and I, I think to you mm-hmm. to like not have the trappings of just like general like American capitalist business um, on us, especially when yeah. going through something like caregiving for a parent with a terminal illness in the middle of a pandemic in the middle of nice. an election and that like it was very yeah. nice to be doing this on our terms yeah during so this time. i took the rest of january off and um the the first week of february and i kind of capped off my my leave with uh a four-day hermitage by myself in the middle of the woods <laughs> in like negative 20 degree weather um which was actually very awesome i would highly recommend it um i have read i read like i think 25 books when i was on leave like like fun books most of them were like really short cozy mysteries but like still i read more i've like in the past couple months like things have sucked real hard but i've also like read more for fun than i have since i've started in this business it's great I, you know, like, I also, like, feel mentally probably, like, the healthiest I have since the pandemic started. So that's that's actually where I want to get yeah. with this stuff, which is, like, you and I each had a chance. And this is going to kind of lead us into our first topic for today, um, which is mostly fairly reflective. But I do think relates to many of the core themes of this show, which is just, like, you and I spent a few months away from this show. Yep. Um away from sort of our close day-to-day, you know, for people who don't know, like, you know, obviously, Laura and I work at the same agency, and we're constantly, you know, we have Slack, we have all these different things, you know, we're constantly conferring on things, we're constantly doing stuff, Um, basically anything we're working on is going through the other person, you know, and so it's, that kind of went away, so it felt very quiet, and for better or worse, you know, very isolating over these last few months. But it sounds to you, and I know for me as well, like that got me thinking about a lot of different stuff as it relates to the, you know, the book world, our role in it, you know, the industry at large, all this different stuff. And I know I sort of feel like I'm in a much different place with like writing and book stuff than I was maybe toward the end of last year. I know I'm assuming that you kind of feel the same way, right? Yeah, I mean, I will say that I've thought critically about all of this much less than you have because... (laughs) (laughs) Well, you've been dealing with stuff. You've been dealing with stuff, yeah. Um, But, like, in the last, you know, I was feeling the stirrings of, like, wanting to come back to work about, like, two weeks before I actually did. And I think that was really smart because it did give me that space as well. Yeah. Yeah, I, I will say that, like... One of the things that I'm really excited about in picking Print Run back up mm-hmm. is that, like, when I was exhausted and isolated and super drained and whatever, like, it really became clear to me when I kind of shared what was going on and realizing that, you know, like, in my head I was letting people down. I wasn't producing right. episodes. I wasn't online. I wasn't whatever. Um And I think, like, kind of the first and biggest thing that happened, for me at least, is... I really, like, started to understand that, like, you and I haven't just, like, built a product that people listen to. <laughs> like, yeah. I feel like there's actual, like, friends we have. There's a community that, around Yeah, the there's, show a, there's a community that... around it that, like, I'm not the head of. Like, it existed yeah. when I wasn't there. Yeah. And it was there to, like, 
make me feel better when <laughs> when I wasn't feeling good. Well, I mean, I can tell you, you know, as the person who, and this is going to disappoint a lot of people too, as the person who runs the Twitter account. I don't think that surprises <laughs> anybody. <laughs> um, for Print Run, you know, we, we've been tweeting a lot less, and that's going to change too. I'll probably, you know, I'm going to get back up to speed on that as well. But like, I would, you know, I periodically would log in and our notifications and stuff would just be filled with like people tagging us into conversations they were having amongst themselves, you know, things people were talking, like it really was, it really had become sort of like a self-sustaining, like they don't need us, you know, <laughs> like I feel like we're a part of this thing that maybe we helped cultivate, but it's mostly, you know, I'm, I'm just, I'm really excited to kind of get back into it, you know, to kind of start engaging again with this, you know, people, with these people that have come to kind of surround, you know, what we do here and have developed sort of, we've developed sort of a back and forth with, and I don't know, it's really exciting to me. It's really fun. And it's especially all those things during a period that has otherwise felt awful, so, awful, but <laughs> awful in a specifically kind of lonely sort of way, you know, like, I mean, these last few months I've been, you know, I've been working and I've been working alone in my house and without really, you know, I mean, without you on Slack or anything. And so it's just been like, I don't know, like it's been an isolating, you know, mode of work in a way that I really, you know, for a while it was like, you know, I'm someone who kind of likes to keep to himself anyway. And so it was peaceful enough, but eventually it was just like, man, I miss the conversations. I miss being able to ask questions and think aloud about things, all this kind of stuff that I think is really key. And your point about, you know, finding, you know, or the importance and the existence of community around us really got me feeling like I felt that, too, in a certain way where it's like I think the biggest thing that has changed for me is my like just my sensibility and priorities with regard to my work and the industry and all this stuff have sort of changed. What do you mean it, by that? Well, so, like, one, I mean, I should make clear, like, my enthusiasm for this work and all this kind of, you know, and being an agent and doing all these different things, I mean, that hasn't really waned at all. Like, I, But I have felt it kind of dramatically shift where it's like, I feel when you're coming up in this industry, you know, whatever it is, um there's like this urgency of ambition and public display of competence. Mm. You know what I mean? Like you're trying to, it's not quite faking it till you make it, but it sort of is where it's like, you're trying very desperately to like show that you're a part of, you know, this rung of, you know, competence and people that you, you know, you want to be a part of. You're trying very hard to, you know, present yourself you know, because you're sort of an unproven commodity, right? Yeah. Like you're trying to like say, hey, I'm this person. This is what I'm about. You want to work with me. You know, you're sort of using there's sort of a public performance to it. Right. And there's sort of a premium then that's placed on announcing deals and, you know, really broadcasting successes in a way that can help you maybe get somewhere and kind of help your regard in terms of what other people see you. And I just don't care about any of that <laughs> anymore, which is not like it's not that I don't see the value in it. But I think what's happened, having spent all this time alone these last few months and now that we're kind of back to what I think is going to be a much more normal work year for us, um, it's like 
all I really care about is the community around. I mean, you know, you talk about it in terms of the show, but I want to talk about it for just a second in terms of like my client list and our agency and things like that. And it's like what I've mostly what my work has the thing that gets me up in the morning and going now is just like, all right, how do I do right by the people I've decided to work with, mm. whether that's public or not, whether that has anything to do with, you know, being, you know, quote unquote, leveling up as an agent or whatever. It's like, honestly, the last thing, because there's not really a, you know, there's no promotion coming. You and I. Yeah, are we already our own, own our own agency. Like, we're not, there's <laughs> not that many things left to get other than just taking care of the people we've agreed to work with, you know? And so it's like, each day, it just feels much more personal now mm-hmm. and much less publicly performative. And I think, like, um, and we're going to talk about that sort of public performance about of agenting here in a minute. But, like, I don't know. I just feel really – it feels like a much more human job all of a sudden. And it's like, you know, I have all these – like, everyone in this business, and no matter what level you're at – no matter what part of the industry you have some sort of big ideas about books and literature whatever it is it's like and I still have those but those have really taken like a secondary seat to the much more concrete like okay how do I take care of this person how do I do right by this specific person I'm working with and on their terms as opposed to like having some big lofty thought about like you know the state of you know literature (laughs) whatever you know (laughs) so I have I have more things to add to that, but I yeah. think it's connected to our, yeah. our a discussion that's coming later. So I want to kind of put a pin in that. Yeah. Return for just a moment to like we can kind of we we don't have seasons in print run right, right. because we just like hang out in my basement with my <laughs> <laughs> with my stationary bike and like a cat that's yelling at me. Yeah. Um, and we just kind of we we roll right. Right. Um, but let's kind of talk about like. I think both you and I are sort of considering this episode the first episode of like the second era. A new era. A yeah. new era right. of print I'm run. I'm very excited about the new era of print run. Yeah. So I think um, one of the things it that you and I spoke about that we're, that we're kind of going to be tipping towards mm-hmm. um, is the types of episodes that we've always really, really loved to do, mm-hmm. which are the ones where we see something happen and it kind of like jumps off and turns into this larger big like conversation that's the synthesis of a lot of yeah. different aspects of publishing right um you know like the just that kind of reveals a new side of things or connects things that had previously seemed unrelated so yes. i think um maybe in 2021 you're going to get critical thinking <laughs> you are going to get critical thinking and i think like like the reason that feels kind of exciting is because what was happening toward the end of our last stretch our season finale whether we were thinking of it that yeah. way or not toward the end when i was running out of yeah. bandwidth and right, energy exactly. and like what was happening yeah. i think and this is something i'm seeing kind of happen in the book internet writ large which is that I've just sort of run out of gas on being the referee of the daily online spat, you know, because, I mean, anyone who is who pays attention to, like, day-to-day things in publishing knows what I'm talking about, which yeah. is that, like, each day there is some sort of controversy. Sometimes it's big, sometimes it's small, and we all have to weigh in. We all have to do our little subtweets about it. We all have to try to have a take that feels original or not. Yeah, and honestly... And, 
the people like other people do it way better than us. Yeah. No, I mean it's like online. It's not that there's not a place for that, but I feel like there was a part, there was a time in this show, especially online, where people were really turning to us to do that. You know, and we were do and to be clear, they were correct to do that because we were gleefully doing it. Like I loved being I mean, it would be intellectually dishonest to say that I don't love a good online spat. Um, I very clearly do. But it's like I think that what's going to happen this next stretch is the same sort of stuff that used to get everybody fired up for a few hours online. Those things are going to keep happening. And they're not going to reveal anything new or different about the business. That's the thing, right? It's like where I ended up, especially in planning episodes with you toward the end, is like we've already done this. We've already given our take on this phenomenon. We've already, you know, like for instance, I mean, I guess the example that comes most directly from like my realm of publishing is like the, you know, the book by whatever horrible political figure, you know, that gets a bazillion dollars at the expense of everybody else, right? And it's like, we see these, everybody gets mad. I get mad, certainly. And they're, they're going to happen. They're going to keep happening. And I'm just finding myself being like, okay, I don't have anything new to say about it. And there's nothing, there's not really any utility in just like pointing it out each yeah. time w- without actually having some sort of plan to substantively change what's happening. You know, it's like, and this is honestly like, it really kind of mirrors the way I develop nonfiction book proposals, right? Where it's like, it no longer suffices, you know, because I work with a lot, like a lot of progressive politics writers, right? And it's like all of them, no matter who they are, no matter what the thing is, they're pointing at a problem, right? Because if you're a progressive, you can identify a lot of problems in, <laughs> in current society. And, but like it no longer just suffices to say, hey, look at this bad thing that exists because everyone knows all these bad things exist. The question then becomes, OK, what do we do with that? How can we? And that's where I think I've sort of burned out on like mm. the typical low hanging content fruit of the yeah. book Internet where it's like, OK, we understand that these things are happening. What do we do with that or what can we say about it that's actually new? And that's where I think this show is going to really evolve this coming year, you know? Yeah. And so all of that like is not to say that we're never going to like cover an American dirt type like blow up right well I'm weak um, is the problem <laughs> I'm like I have no I'm, I have no self control and so I'm sure as things tickle my fancy I'm going to get messy about them sure but the but, idea <laughs> but like so I think I think kind of what we're saying yeah. is that there is because I think I think there is value in like people who have platforms the way we have platforms yeah highlighting certain kind of pushbacks against power and kind of various kerfuffles, not just, like, the the messy, fun ones, but, like, actually, like, the substantive um, infrastructure-based ones. Right. Because, like, there are now people in publishing, like, writers and, and various other people who, like, weren't in this community when American Dirt happened. Right. But, like, so and so more, the yeah, next one. Right, so exactly. I think I think the big difference is, like, Maybe we'll give more takes online. I think we'll maybe keep the show aimed a little bit more towards, like, synthesis. Which Um, I think has always been where the show's strength has been. You know, like, it's just a matter of really pushing on it. We're fresher. That is more difficult to do. Like, it takes more planning than I think that we had the bandwidth for toward the end of 2020. Putting it like there's a there's a topic that I think we're gonna try to cover next week yeah. that literally Eric and I have been talking about for four months. Yeah, and so it's, 
And it's one that, like, it takes thought, you know? It takes thought and planning yeah. because we want to do it right. And it's not the sort of thing you can just rattle off, a, you know, an opinion on because you saw some tweets. And, like, that's where I think we're really going to grow, you know? And so I don't know. I mean, I think... Still going to be messy, just oh. mostly messy in text. <laughs> Trust me. I say this now and in, like, two months when all I've done is, like, you know, get blocked by whatever best-selling author is mad at our little bird account because I'm saying nasty things on the internet. Like you can, you can remind me of this conversation yep. where I said we were going to be more dignified. Um, and oh, I, will... I didn't throw the word dignified <laughs> in anywhere here. <laughs> yeah, um, I'm. I'm not. I'm not making like promises. Yeah. Like my mouth can't cash. Like, come on. <laughs> um. The dirtbag levels will remain where they are. Yeah. Um, so the next thing I want to chat about with you, Laura. Yeah. Um, on this, our triumphant return to this basement. The returnering. Uh, <laughs> the back episode is what I think I'm going to oh, call this Oh, yeah, episode. that's much better. Um, so, and this relates to what we were just talking about, but it also, in the spirit of what we just said, you know, something that has sort of happened a few times over the last few months in the publishing world, especially online, it's like we're having these like small and large reckonings with like the idea of the public performance of the literary agent online. Yeah. Right. And as like, we say, as literary agents who have no, no, online and, profiles and have a podcast. Exactly. No, exactly. <laughs> and that's why I think it, it's worth, it's worth kind of analyzing. And like, I think what's happening right now, is, I mean, we all know what the environment is like right now, right? Where in the book internet, literary agents are some of the most easily popular yep. figures that you can find because they presumably hold the key to your next step in your career. They're experts. They're, they're, yeah, they're, you know, they sort of comport themselves as experts in a field, as insiders, all this kind of stuff. They have, you know, they're sort of, you can see like sort of a built-in incentive to, you know, engage with them, to be nice, to be nice to them, all these different things. And I think what is, um, you know, like an agents have not, to put it lightly, shied away from that role, right? Like we are in a period or we have been in a period. And I think what we're going to argue here is that maybe we're coming to the end of this period, but we've been in this period of, the agent as internet micro celebrity. Yep. Right? Like, we've got, you know, I mean, I sometimes I look and it's like literary agents will like post, you know, it's like, oh, answering some queries and it's like hundreds of likes <laughs> for like saying they looked at their email. You know like what I mean? They're doing their and, jobs. Right. Yeah. And it's like, and you see people make this point again and again, myself included, where it's like nothing that people are doing online is actually their job. Especially <laughs> like, agenting. Especially, like, especially agenting, all this kind of stuff. But that has not slowed down the posts. And what happens sometimes is when we get an account of whether it's behavior or a story from an ex-client or whatever it is, and we find out, hey, this agent that we've all been revering for however long on the Internet, you know, maybe that isn't perfectly indicative of what you know, how we should actually be viewing them. And maybe also there's something wrong with this weird position of power we've placed literary agents in the book, you know, in sort of this constellation of, you know, book communication, yeah. you know? So I, I'm i in a really interesting position in that I had to, like, distill my job down to, like, 
actionable points that you could handle while I was gone. Right. And you and I have been working on that for like the last, you know, worked on that for about six months. Yeah. Right. Um, and yeah, it turns out none of it was log on for me. <laughs> none of it has anything um, to do with tweeting. Yeah. <laughs> Interesting. But, but so what's really interesting about that, and and I'm going to kind of take the lead here because yeah, I have been an agent longer than you have. Yeah. When you were being an editor, yeah. I was, you know, being a tiny little agent in yeah. 2013. Yeah. Um, and I've been reflecting a lot on what the, my you know, like my old boss taught me about how to agent mm-hmm. back then. Mm-hmm. And a key part of it like a necessary part of it, and this was a necessary part for you too, is that you need to have a Twitter and you need to be an agent on Twitter. Um, and mm-hmm. you know, in like 2013, it was also like maybe Facebook too. Now but, let the record um, let the record show that I really chafed at that. Yeah, you when... hated it from the beginning, <laughs> and I like quite honestly did not understand. Yeah. Because I had been I don't even remember what year that was when you yeah. came on, but like I for several years had been taught that like a necessary part of being a new agent like the only way that I could like and this is this is not an exaggeration yeah. like I was told this yeah. like the way to get clients and to get people to query me and to get good people to query me and to like be invited to conferences where I could become an expert and yeah. like all of these right. things um was to like be actively an agent online you had to get and those sweet sweet faves Right, I, exactly, and yeah. it was it was all about like followers, and it was right. about like interaction. Right. When I posted about queries, I was right. not only encouraged but like taught to speak negatively about queries. Yeah, that's messy um, too, man. Very, very messy yeah. there. But so, and I think you know, and I think for those of you who have been listening to to this and following me online for a while, you've probably seen quite a drastic shift in how I talk about writers and how I talk about work because there was that like I think what you mentioned before is that when you're getting started you don't really have a lot of power you're using online to like show that you are a good agent that you are a capable agent that you have power in this business because like the secret is like literally anybody could say I'm an agent now and And try to do the work and they regularly do which is also another reason why this like automatic respect for literary agents in the book <laughs> internet is actually very bad, which is kind of, kind of where I think we're gonna get yeah. here, because it's like we're automatically affording like social capital to people yeah. who often have no real reason to have it. Like it's yeah. you know either they are a schmagent, you know, as we've seen a few times, or they're writers who have decided that they can agent for yeah, other writers. Or, or, yeah, or it's just like some fake. I mean, I'm sorry, but like some fake agencies where it's just like. Anyway, like the point is, like, the book internet in all its enthusiasm and flying around does present a fertile ground for, like, fraudulence, and so when we automatically give. Like a certain amount of, you know, oh, look, a new agent. I can get ready to query them. It's like, well, maybe we should take a step back for a second and actually think about what the core of the job is. And I just wonder, you know, something that happens always whenever suddenly we have some sort of reckoning with when someone's like tweets don't match what we end up actually learning about their job. It's like, okay, well, maybe part of the problem was that 
we've way too easily let people define their job based on their posts, right? <laughs> and it's like, I just wonder, and you're starting, and this is the reason I think that maybe we're reaching the end of that era is not because we say it, but because I'm seeing a lot of writers talking about that, and I'm seeing a lot of writers sort of reminding each other of something yeah. really crucial, which is that they should be the ones with the power, yeah. right? Like, the idea that literary agents are these, like, gatekeepers that every writer needs to, like, express fealty to, and if you don't, like, behave right, or if you say the wrong thing online, you're going to end up on a blacklist, or you're going to, you know, do all, like, it's so important to be nice to them. It's like, I think that, one, I think it is ending, but in terms of my opinion, I think it needs to end, because it has nothing to do, like, you can make, so you can make an argument that a writer whose job it is to, is to have their work reach an audience, right? Right. You could see why maybe being online or having some sort of cultivated following is an important thing of yeah, being a writer. Yeah, it's called publicity. It's called, yeah, exactly. You know, but that is my job. I would trade, like, I, I think I've got like 5,000 Twitter followers or something right now. And it's like, I would trade basically all of those for like, 10 more really strong connections with editors that you have never seen post anything. You know what I mean? Like, it doesn't matter. My job has nothing to do yeah. with the, like, it's all private. It's all email. Like, you're not hiring me to be an online guy. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, and it's, I just really think that there needs to be this correction where we're no longer, where agents are not this, like, spotlighted figure on the internet and I again like I understand why it happens it's not that it's necessarily wrong. like because on the other hand we do encourage writers to like do your research look at what they're posting try to like find ways to get to know you know and that's all good but there needs to be an added layer of context where you don't where some of that research involves things other than assuming just because someone is popular on the internet means they're the perfect agent for you. You know what I mean? Yeah, I and I... So, I think the important thing, and I want to say it very discreetly, because we've been dancing around it a little bit, um, about, like, the age of the, like, micro-celebrity yeah. agent. Like, I think I think a lot of that started at the beginning of social media from very, like, good place. Yeah. From a very no, good place. Yeah, it's absolutely. like, hey, this is a great platform to like share knowledge right in a way that is more accessible mm -hmm. than going to conferences Absolutely. a way that is immediate like all of those things are really good and i hope that those things still happen but i think um what happens from that that kind of shield from you know, like shield of influence and expertise that's automatically acquired and, you yeah. know, aiming to get all the followers yeah. and all and like just trumpeting the success. Like what I think that does primarily in a way that I'm excited to see end mm -hmm. <laughs> is it isolates writers and pulls their power away and, and not like an actual... Um, like real way but in a way that people just don't realize oh yeah. i you know i'm the the artist here like i'm the necessary part of this equation yep. and so and i think um part of it has to do like why this is happening slowly um 
part of it has to do with just like the way people are using social media is a lot more honest now yeah. <laughs> and it's like I think partially it's because we've been stuck at home for a literal year um, but I also think that that's kind of the direction things were going anyway but like most importantly um, and I can name like a dozen examples social media has started to be used as a platform to like call out bad actors yeah. and we've seen that with books yeah. I mentioned American Dirt earlier yeah. we've seen that with um, with editors in, and you know we've seen it with other spheres like um, Gamergate and well like, and like yeah and but but one thing that's been happening a lot like increasingly regularly in the past year is people calling out agents and agencies. Yeah. Like you were talking about those SME agencies. Yeah. Like people now online, when they hear about a new agency, they'll look them up and be like, wait a minute. Yeah. None of you have experience. You can't actually <laughs> start an agency if you don't know what the job is. Right. Exactly. Right. And like yeah. that is something like that is a way that like people online, particularly like writers, um, but some agents have been doing this as well. And some editors have been doing this as well. Like, individuals are saying hey this is kind of like a wolf in our midst this is sort of like a predator this is somebody that can harm people a correction is coming the, in yeah. terms of like a cult like this and you can call it like people run away with the term cancel culture in a way that i don't really want to even talk about on the show <laughs> because i think it's undignified and kind of stupid the way you see certain reactionaries talk about it but like um I do think that there is a certain utility in, you know, social media once again being a place of accountability rather yeah. than easy celebrity. You know what I mean? Like, it's – and that, that should come with that. Like, if you want to be, you know, the agent who live tweets their inbox and, um, I don't know, tweets about every little thing and makes publishing into your own personal hero's journey, like, you should also know that that comes with – like a certain amount of like people are going to scrutinize you you know what i mean like and they should scrutinize you they should scrutinize you even more because it's like why what are you being sold here you're being sold an image and one thing that happens every single time any one of these reckonings comes up is there's like this moment of dissonance right where it's like hey wait this is nothing like what i read in all their posts about themselves you know what i mean yeah. and it's like of course not because we're letting and like to your point about like power like, it is just such a backwards thing that, like, I, and I'll, I've been saying this for years, privately, every now and then on this show or whatever, but, like, I think it's weird that people know as much as they do about the day-to-day -day stuff about agents, you know, like, their lives and stuff. Like, I think of this as, like, like we're a go-between, you know what I mean? Like, we're not actually a party in <laughs> like, I mean, we are, obviously we are, I understand the job and I understand my role in it, but like we, there's an art, certainly an argument to be had that we matter the least, you know? And I yeah. think like we should be treated that way. Like, I don't think that it's one of those things where I guess I just, I would love to see this trend continue toward the main characters of writer Twitter being writers and not literary agents. You know yeah. what I mean? And that's, I think that would be really healthy. It would be very good for, um, it would be good for transparency. It would be good for 
um, authors feeling like they can talk about things. Like one one byproduct of this environment is like when something goes wrong for an author, they don't really know how to talk about it, right? Or they don't know who they can out, you know, because, oh, that's a really big agent, or this is someone with power, and I can't the say... The blacklist. Anything. Right, exactly. Exa- like, Which sort doesn't of, actually happen. Like, we've created this giant, like, looming shadow of the powerful agent, and it's like, yeah. we got un- to undo that, because it is just not accurate to how any of this should work. And we when we think of all the different issues the industry has, whether it's about representation or pay or anything. Some of it is just because power's in the wrong place, you know? And so, like... And I think think it's very easy to take this thing that we're talking about, which is mostly Twitter, right? Yeah, Yeah. And I think it's really easy to go, okay, so if I, like, as an agent, right, or whatever, am assessing like kind of the the perceived power I have in any situation um like the question is is like first of all is that like true and right and yeah. like an accurate representation of like what my job is and how I serve writers but then secondly it's like am I like putting this sort of power this reputation in 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 the way of something like education. So like we, we've had many discussions kind of online, offline, and it's influenced our, um, our agency policy where like, we don't take pitches at conferences because the way that a lot of conferences, well, first of all, it's a moneymaker for the conference. And I mean, that's, you know, its own thing, but like more importantly, like, we're just this one thing now that people are hanging all of their hopes on yes. rather than taking the opportunity to go, oh, this person is knowledgeable about this right. area of publishing that I don't know. Right. I want to pick their brain. So, like, that 10 minutes could go from something that can, you know, rewrite your query and help you get, like, an actual yeah. um, an actual agent that, like, is a good fit for you rather than just, like, randomly got invited to, a, uh, yeah. like, the place nearby where you live. Right. Um, you can, like, instead use their expertise and, like, make it work for you, yeah. right? Instead yeah. of just being, like, is this a success or is this a failure? Am I a success or am I a failure? Right. Um, you can take it and you can bring it to like other spheres as well um and it's like that particular like power shift it's something that i think is happening very naturally from the writer's perspective on twitter Mm -hmm. like they're seeing this and they're going oh that like i don't need to be 100 percent like afraid that i'm my book doesn't exactly fit these submission requirements it's you know like there, but I think it's also what I'm trying to get at is like the responsibility is also ours as yeah. agents to like like create spaces where that power can be transferred. That's it. so that where responsibility is, is is a key thing here because I think we've sort of been framing it in terms of oh writers are doing this now writers are overturning this stuff and I right. I think you may raise a really crucial point there which is that like we are talking at the end of the day about agent behavior. And a lot of this stuff does have to do with, like, agents need to be a part of this shift as well. You know, like, I'm, it's, it has to be the situation where agents recognize that maybe they're helping cultivate a, an environment that isn't exactly pro-writer, even if writers think it is, even if, like, there's just something very, 
against the talent that's happening on the book internet. And I think it's starting to change. And agents need to, writers need to continue doing the thing they're doing, which is paying attention to it, calling it out when they can, and just like having those more frank conversations yeah. about who you know how to kind of do your research and how to kind of engage. And agents need to kind of recognize it on our end as well and just be like, you know, okay, maybe it's not helpful to present our field as sort of a gossipy in club that, you know, holds all this power and, you know, is like constantly, you know, doing subtweets and, yeah. you know what I mean? Like, I just think it's weird and I really just don't like it. And But what's valuable from like our position is yeah. we can go, hey, this other agent is actually really sketchy and yeah. here's an experience. Right. And, right. you know, and that way you're creating a space that allows writers to kind of learn and get familiar with this industry without being taken advantage of. Yeah. I mean, I I think that's like, I think that's kind of a good place to to end it. Like, I mean, it's, I think we're reaching a period now where that, where the book internet might be changing. Mm -hmm. I think that is something that we are going to track closely. We are hopefully going to help with. It's something that I think will inform a slightly different approach to the show, a slightly more thoughtful approach to the show that I am just sitting here, like, I thought this was going to feel good to, like, sit here and talk to you, and it just feels way better. Like, <laughs> it's, I am just so glad to be back doing this, and I can't wait for this year. I can't wait for reinvigor. You know, we're going to get back to the Patreon stuff. I mean, all this kind of, like, a new... Oh, yeah, we, that that is one of the lowdown. We really um, will We owe back. you some stuff. Yeah. We're going to... We owe you some stuff, but you can also out. send us your first pages and queries. Yeah. <laughs> But, like, the point is, like, I think we're in a new era, not just of the show, but of the book internet, of which this show is a natural extension of. We realize, like, to be clear, we understand that us turning up our nose at the book internet is a little bit, because we are in the book, you know what I mean? We are so much a part of it. and We, we have, are the internet. We have fed off it, and we've gotten content from it, and we've done all these things, and we've loved doing that. But it's also intellectually important, I think, and intellectually honest to say, hey, a shift is happening, and that requires a certain amount of responsibility yeah. on our part. And that's that's what I think we're going to do. And so I can't wait to get back into a regular recording. I can't wait to start reengaging in the day-to-day of the industry in a public way like we are going to. And I just – everybody who's been – who's coming back to us, you know, I know that there are people who – I guess just like, you know, in terms of listener stats, I expect this one to maybe be a little bit like, you know, you lose people after, but like, we're going to hopefully win you back. You know what I mean? Like, and we're (laughs) going to hopefully reinvigorate everything. And it's going to be, I know that the primary reason we do this show is because it helps you and I think about um, how we do our yeah. jobs. It's in a not way an exaggeration to say that Headwater exists yeah. because of the conversations. No, we've I mean had this, on this show, this sh- this show yeah. has been really important for us. But like from that, you know, it's built an audience, and so we're going to get back to doing that. And I'm very excited to do that. And I don't know. I mean, I just I'm filled with a lot of energy about it. You know. Yeah, and it's not just because of all of the ice cream cake you ate. <laughs> um. <laughs> I ate like so geometry. I probably ate like. 110 degrees of, a of an ice cream cake. Ice yeah. Cream cake. yeah. Mm. Ooh. I Boy. am impressed. I'm not. I'm alarmed. I, it's alar- alarming is the right we'll term. We'll report back yeah. on the the ice cream cake situation um, as we come back. Don't yeah. you worry. Um, yeah. Thank you so much for joining us. It's so great to be back. Yes. I'm so excited thank to talk with you. Thank you for sticking you. with us. Um, 
we'll see you here Next and online. Week. Yes.